For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Welcome back to another episode of Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me, as always, is Braden Malloy. We are talking about Texas A&M versus South Carolina. The Gamecocks traveled to Aggieland this weekend for a 7.30 p.m. game on SEC Network. And uh, Texas A&M heavily favored coming off of that win against Alabama two weeks ago, also crushing Missouri um, last week. But I'm... Don't really know what to think about this one yet. Texas A&M definitely deserves to be favored. South Carolina, after barely squeaking by Vanderbilt, it's not looking great from the side of a fan, especially after what we talked about, all the problems we've seen. But, I mean, they're going to be starting Zeb Nolan, so who knows if that sparks something. Braden, what do you think uh, we should expect going into Saturday? Um, <clears throat> I expect a better passing game. I know Doty was getting kind of more consistent. Like we talked about, he had 200-plus yards and two touchdowns against Vandy. But I guess, like we mentioned earlier this week, when you saw Zeb come in, it wasn't that they changed the game plan to fit Zeb. It was that Zeb executed the game plan better. He was able to hit the receivers when they were open, when they found the, when they found the space. So I think we'll definitely be able to see – more big plays. Now, I know that was against the Vandy defense and A&M defense is a little better. <clears throat> uh, but I, I do think with Zeb back there, uh, our offense just has more confidence in themselves. Just all around the O-line, the running game, the receivers, um, maybe even Satterfield. I think it's just a, a more confidence-driven offense, which it never hurts to have. Um, but they'll have their work cut out for them. I mean, A&M, after their first two kind of early losses this year, they've uh, gone on a roll. They beat Bama. They uh, beat Missouri pretty handily. So they're, they're a hot team coming in right now. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M coming off of that Bama win. I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to beat Bama. You're going to lose nine out of ten times. That was the tenth time. They got the win. I don't think that really shows Texas A&M is – a great team. I mean, obviously, well-coached, well-put-together. They were, in my opinion, should have been a playoff team last year. Um, got snubbed and um, off that list, but it just happens when you have three SEC teams. I mean, if, the, if it's the best four teams, three of them are in the SEC, so be it, in my opinion. But I don't know if they deserve the seventeen 17th ranking in the nation. I don't think that is they're really up to that part. I don't think they're a top 25 team in my opinion. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, they, they do have the Bama win, which is the most impressive win anybody has this year. And probably unless somebody beats Georgia, anybody will have this year. Um, so you have to give them credit for that. But if you look at their other games, they beat Kent State. Whoop-de-doo. They beat Colorado 10-7. to Now that is when their starting quarterback went down. So Zach Calzada had to come in. So I give them a little break there because you're transitioning to your second your backup, but even then a roster, an SEC roster, like they should have, they have should be able to handle the backup quarterback. I mean, you've seen what George has done with Stetson Bennett coming in for JT. They haven't skipped a, uh, a beat. So a little there, and then New Mexico they beat, and then they lost the only other ranked game they've had on their schedule so far is Arkansas, and they lost to Arkansas, and then now each week that is looking like a, looking like a worse and worse loss because Arkansas keeps losing. Um so, and they lost to Mississippi State. So, I, I agree. I don't – at the most, I think they should be 10, 25 if they are ranked, but definitely not inside the top 20. Um, I don't think they're that complete of a team. Yeah, you look at their their games. I mean, they started the season 3-0. and They were in the top 25. They were highly ranked coming into it. 41-10, to Kent State, Colorado 10-7, to only winning by three. And then New Mexico 34 to nothing. But then they hit that Arkansas game. Arkansas at the time ranked 16. And that was in a Jerry world. Yeah. They lose by 10 there and then lose to Mississippi State. So, like, they, the second they hit their SEC slate, that's where you kind of saw the true Texas A&M come out. They get that win against Alabama, which, like you said, is probably the most impressive win we're going to see this entire season. I mean, beating number one Bama, even though it's – I mean – We've been kind of spoiled of seeing Bama of last year and LSU the year before. I think Georgia now takes that slate of just the best of the best. It's just so far in between. But this Bama team, in my opinion, is it's not quite Bama. You've heard I've heard it analysts say it's not quite the normal Nick Saban dominant Bama. They're almost there. They'll probably be there in the next two to three years. But right now, it's not quite. Bama, so it's a little less impressive. Nonetheless, beating Alabama is um, a crazy accomplishment, so hats off to the Aggies. But they hit the SEC slate, and they dropped two to two teams I don't think are that special. The Arkansas one, as you said, is starting to look worse and worse. And then they lost to Mississippi State, and Mississippi State got crushed by Alabama. So, like, I mean, in my opinion, I think, honestly – this game could really go either way, but ten, Texas A&M's offense is starting to find a groove, which is exactly what was happening to Tennessee when we were about to play them. So, I mean, I'm trying to play a little more realistic, but I honestly do think that we could be looking at another Tennessee-type game where their offense just goes off, and if our defense isn't ready for it, it's not going to look good. I think they'll score points. Um, <clears throat> Calzada, I mean, he's now played, what's that, set, six of the seven games for them. So he's, it's not like he's not comfortable yet in this offense. He's, he's there. Um, and then Isaiah Spiller, the running back, he's there. He's kind of getting going. I mean, uh, three of the past four games, he's had 95 plus yards. Um, so he's getting back to the, the Spiller we saw from last year that was in, Heisman talks. So they're definitely becoming a balanced offense. Um, 
as they go on. So those those score points, I think our, our defense is vulnerable to big plays and explosive plays. Um, so those score points, but I think I think with Zeb we'll score more points than we had in that Tennessee game. And I think I like I said, I just think we have a more confident and efficient offense with Zeb at the moment. The team's more confident with Zeb under center, I think. And so they're going to be more confident calling plays. Um, he's more of a, he's more of a game manager and manager, and he can keep everyone on the offense under control and keep, and they'll get behind him. But as you said, you talked about Texas A&M's run game. And I want to talk about that for a second. They're averaging over five yards per carry in three of the last four games, Bama being the one where they did. They ran for 200 yards against Mizzou. We allowed Vandy to run over 100, and their backs are not as talented as Spiller. The thing I'll say about that, though, is for Vandy, it was their backup quarterback that – now, I don't know how far in advance Beamer knew about it, but it wasn't more than a week. I would say probably a day or two, if not – right before the game, he knew Vandy was having their backup. And their backup was a running quarterback. So it's a little different preparing for a team that runs the ball but runs it with their running backs. Like, Calzada's not going to run. He's not – that's not that type of guy. So it's a little different preparing for a team that runs the ball but runs it with running backs than preparing for a team that runs it with quarterback and running back, and especially when you have a couple hours to prepare for that. Um like you saw, I say, bringing up my Georgia roots a couple of years ago in the SEC championship game when it was Tua had taken over starting roles and Jalen Hurts was still there. And Georgia was winning the game because they had been able to shut down the pass for Tua. Well, then you throw Hurts back in there who can run the ball. And that threw the defense, Georgia defense for a loop because they had not been preparing for a running quarterback. That was, that was an awesome game. Not, I mean, for, as a football fan who doesn't care. For, about yes, those, in, those in the terms of football, because it was. Also, previous, it's just a, it was a dope story. It was a cool story. It, yeah, because the previous year, like I, nine months before that, it was Hurt got taken out, Tua came in. So it was kind of, yes, in the terms of sports, it was a cool story. In the terms of Georgia, I hated it. Anyways, so I give our defense a little more lean way, trying to prepare on short notice for a running quarterback. So that's where I could see those kind of high rushing numbers for Vandy. So I think it is a little different preparing for okay they run but they run with a running back so it's gonna be running back plays if they do options nobody's really have to focus on calzada um play action we can focus on that so i think it's going to be a little different in terms of preparing the defense for this type of run game and the way that vandy's quarterback plays it plays is kind of how the quarterback position has changed you're noticing it in the nfl the more successful the Kyler Murray's, Lamar Jackson's, they're dual threats. They're hard to prepare for. That's why I think Vandy did mess up the Gamecocks so much last week because, I mean, there's that dual threat. Like you said, it's not just preparing for run plays or pass plays. He drops back in the pocket. Well, he could easily run for 10 yards, pick up the first down with his legs. So that's definitely a different preparation. I think you're right. I mean, look at Caleb Williams for Oklahoma. I mean, that guy can either, he can torch you for an 80 yard TD on the ground or do it in the air. I mean, those are, those dual threats are what make problems. So I do think South Carolina will be able to prepare a little better for the Aggies, but I mean, yeah. Calzada has 26 rushing yards on 25 attempts. 
Now I know they put sacks in that for a quarterback, but that's yeah. I mean, that pretty much that a yard change. a yard a run. Yeah, that so, doesn't change that much. So I, I I think this is a great opportunity for our defensive line to pin their ears back and go after him. Um, I think we have a chance for a couple of coverage sacks. Um, and I don't know so much blitz sacks because um, A&M did a great job against Bama picking up the blitz. But I think since he's not mobile, he Calzada stays in the pocket, I think we have some chan- a couple chances for coverage sacks. That, and that, that could be – I don't know if it's going to be like a game difference that makes us win, but it could keep the score more respectable. Well, I think South Carolina's got to find a way to get to the quarterback. The funny thing is the only game we actually have done that was Tennessee, which was one of oh. our worst games, weirdly enough. So, like, it, it seems like it's almost either our secondary is killing it, creating turnovers, making plays, and then our – and then if they're not killing it, the line steps up and gets to the quarterback. But versus AM, if we want to keep this close and we want to win it, it's going to have to be all cylinders working yeah, for the defense. Yeah, a complete game. Yeah, we're going to need to see a complete game, which we haven't seen from South Carolina. We haven't seen the offense and the defense work at the same time. We haven't seen the whole defense work at the same time. Um, We haven't seen the whole offense work at the same time. I mean, we've seen positives from different players, players having great games. Jaheim Bell playing against Vandy had a great game. I mean, we've seen players stand out. We just need them all to do it together. (laughs) All to stand out. And I think, and I think Zeb, that's what Zeb could help with. I think Zeb could take this team and really, we all see the posts on social media. South Carolina is all about brotherhood and family and love and welcome home. Well, pick your brothers up and let's do it together. Like, don't slack. Like you're, you're doing it for each other. So let's, let's get a win together and not, not have lift each other up, not have one guy balling out and playing hard. And then okay, we let, we let off on the other side of the ball or something like that. I mean, I'm not going to – I can't attest to how hard – I'm sure these kids all work their butts off every day. But, um, but I mean, we just want to see the results on the field as South Carolina fans, as football fans. But So we're going to have to see a whole game, which we have not seen yet. I'm not going to lie. I'm not too optimistic about this one. I've been optimistic every other podcast. I'm changing it because the uh, predictions have not been good. Does that mean I got to be the optimistic one? Because I'm usually the uh, realistic one. Yeah, no, honestly. Uh, well, I um, I could tell you I'd be optimistic about it, but it uh, it'd be a lie. And it just seems know. like Tennessee to me. It seems like a very Tennessee vibe, and I think we're gonna see. We could. The thing is, the Tennessee game was like. That's fixable. We, I think we could play Tennessee again and not have the same result at all. Um, yeah. m- maybe us not come out on top, but like a tight game, like we predicted. Um, so I think we could stick with Texas a and it, It's very possible. And I think, I mean, we'll, we're going to do our picks soon for the SEC games, but like the spread's 21. I think 21 this and could- a half. I think it's actually come down to 19. So people are putting money on Carolina. I don't. So I don't. So um, no, I but, think I, I'm taking that. I'll take that spread. I, I, I think fully we will cover the spread. I just don't have a ton of faith in us 
winning based on what I've seen in the past. Do I think they can? They can do it. They have the talent. Yes. But I just based on what we've seen in past games, the offense is getting hot for AM. That's what was happening with Tennessee. So we're going to see a little bit of a different. I think we could see the same story, or it's up to South Carolina to change it. I'm hesitant to say this because I said it before the Tennessee game. I said this could it could be a a look ahead game for Tennessee because they play Ole Miss after they played Ole Miss after us, and so yeah, that wasn't slip, the case. <laughs> they could slip up preparing for Ole Miss. So I'm hesitant to say it here, but I mean A and M plays Auburn after us. Well, I say that they have a bye week between us. Never mind. Okay. Well, you tried. They shouldn't be looking ahead if they have a bye week between us and Auburn. Yeah. So it has dropped. It is now 19 and a half on ESPN. We're going to, that's how we're going to do spreads and everything for the rest of the series and the podcast is when we're picking, if we're talking about odds, it's going to be on ESPN, um, pick center, just that type of thing. But over under 45, um, this is interesting. Uh, Spread consensus pick is Texas A&M minus 19 and a half. Uh, 70% I, of people placing bets are play, taking Texas A&M minus 19 and a half. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think we cover. Really? Well, actually, I have some. We'll get into that in a sec. But uh, I was just reading. Texas A&M is seven and three against the spread in the last 10 games. South Carolina is one in nine against the spread in the last 10 games versus the SEC. Okay, yeah. so maybe you're right. The under is five and oh in the last five games between these two teams. So, and it's 45. I don't know. That's pretty low. Yeah, I, I mean, but yeah, so we've kind of talked about, I think we've talked as much as we can about. The upcoming, I mean, Zeb Nolan. How do you think Zeb plays? What What do you think the effect is him coming in and actually starting the full game? Uh, I mean, he's done it before this year. He uh, did it the first two games. Um, I don't think the three weeks off or whatever we want to call it, uh, four weeks, are really going to affect him too much. Um, he came off of month break to come in and win those first two games. So I think, I think he'll be fine there. And that, I mean, he came off the bench and let it drive down the field real easily, had one incompletion uh, or two incompletions, but he was five for seven. So I don't think, I don't think the, the rest or anything will, will be a big deal for him. Like I said, I think we'll have a more efficient offense. Um, I think there's a chance it helps our run game. And you're like, I know Dodie's the runner, so why? How would Zeb help it? Because I think now the running backs with Zeb in there know I'm getting the ball. With Dodie, there's a chance he pulls it and runs it. There's a chance he audibles out of it or whatever. But with Zeb, the running backs are like, okay, Zeb's gonna hand me the ball. Zeb's not gonna pull it and take off. That's not who he is. So they can be confident and saying okay i'm gonna get the ball and i'm gonna hit this hole they don't have to be quite as hesitant in the backfield i think it also helps the offensive line they don't have to worry about uh a guy scrambling and that's the holding penalties decline because they're not having to hold a d lineman that's trying to disengage and chase the quarterback they know 
Zeb's going to be right behind him in the pocket. Um, so I think I think there's a chance Zeb helps our run stable our run game because they can be a little more confident and full force when they do it. Um, other than that, I mean, I think I like I said I think we'll just have a more efficient offense with him in there. He just has more experience playing the position. I honestly agree. I will say I fully um, have said many times um, that I never wanted to see Zeb Nolan touch the football again. Um, after Vandy, I will say I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you better sorry. apologize. Sorry, Zeb Nolan, because I know you definitely listen to this. Um, sorry about that. Sorry for assuming that. I do think you are the best option right now. Um, not even because Doty's hurt. Like, I think this should have been a decision regardless. Um, so I agree. I think we're going to be more efficient <laughs> under, under Zeb, but now we will get to our picks. Um, so what we're going to do is as we did last time, we'll start with the South Carolina and M game pick spread, um, and the over under, uh, for, every game in the sec slate um brayden i think is still going to do score predictions i'll do a score prediction for south carolina texas a&m i'm not going to do a score prediction for the rest um but brayden likes to get into that i don't as much um <laughs> i just like to be right yeah he, close he's I just going for it um also my brother told me today he is placing five to ten dollars on every pick we make every week i love it so um Wait, so yeah. mine and yours? Yeah. So like, oh, uh, well, no, no. So if, oh. if we differ, he'll take probably mine. No, <laughs> not because he believes me more, just because I think he wants to yell at me if it's wrong. Um. So, hey, we're inspiring real things right now. Let's so go. Let's let's get uh, let's get it going. But all right. So we'll start with South Carolina um, against Texas A&M at A&M spread is 19 and a half. Uh, South Carolina, big underdog, plus 800 if you want to take that money line. Over under 45. So we'll start with you. What do you think? Uh, I think A&M will win. Um, I, think, right. I think they win outright. I don't think Carolina covers. And I think they hit the over. Um, I'm going to give it – I could see – a. See. 45-21 game. Yeah. Um I think you got it there. I was thinking like probably like uh 30 like 38-14, something like that. That's where I was. So I'm going to take that. I I think we fully agree on that one. Though. But that means Carolina doesn't cover if that's score prediction. I don't have Carolina covering. Oh, you you not the other thing to cover? No, I I mean I I'm going to go against against it. I pretty much choose South Carolina to cover every game. But I mean one in nine against the SEC last ten games um, covering against the spread. Like I just you're going to go with the numbers on that one. Uh, it just makes more sense, but I do think South. I do think Texas A and M gets close to the over on their own. I think they hit me over on their own. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think they'll need much help. All right. So for the first time in this podcast history, Braden and I are both going against South Carolina. Obviously, not rooting for that. Completely okay with this being dead wrong. 
But um, hey, if it's trending, we're always wrong about the South Carolina game. So this might be the right call. All right. So now we will get into the rest of the SEC slate. Um, we don't have a big week. There's only five games going there's on. There's only five SEC games. And I was thinking we're just going to do um, – we're not going to do the pick on the Arkansas versus Arkansas Pine Bluff game. <laughs> what? That's, that's the uh... – Hammer that money line, man. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas Arkansas is um, – I don't even know what the money line is. If, yeah, let's even, see real if quick. that's even an off – yeah, it's not even – they don't even have it on ESPN. They got uh, ESPN's FPI predicts Arkansas has a 99.8% chance to win. All right, so we're going to – I'm just going to put Arkansas for both of us for that game. Um, <laughs> I'd say the score – uh, is there a spread? <laughs> I'm not on ESPN. So. Yeah, so uh, um, we're just going to say Arkansas money line. I would not recommend anyone bet that because it's probably minus like something stupid. I'd say Arkansas wins 56 to 10. Wow. Giving Pine Bluff some, some points on the board. I'm thinking shutout. <laughs> but um, all right. Next game, we got. Ole Miss, LSU, Ole Miss coming in 12th ranked. Matt Corral, still Corral. killing it. Still killing it. So uh, he's definitely the leader for the Heisman right now. Um, coming in at 5-1, and one, LSU coming in 4-3. and three, Coach O's last season with the Tigers. So Tigers. Uh, go Tigers. So we are going to look at this one now. Plus 9, LSU comes in plus 9, over under 76. Uh, the consensus uh, <clears throat> pick, the consensus spread pick, is Miss Old Miss covers. Um, sixty percent of people have that. What was what's the spread? Nine. Nine. Uh, yeah, I think oh, uh, Old Miss covers. I think they win outright. Um, obviously they cover. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> I think after watching the LSU Florida game, I honestly think over might be oh, who might hit the over first half. Um, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take the over on that. Uh, Ole Miss covers with the over. I think it could be both defenses are awful. Um, honestly, high scoring game. I think, I think you're completely right with the over 63 56. You think that's too high? Not with these two teams. This is I like a, this is like a Big Twelve matchup in the SEC. Sixty-three fifty-six would be my ballpark score. Ole Miss has been putting up Big Twelve numbers like yeah. every game, so I think that's completely and that is offense intended to the Big Twelve for your defenses being awful. But um, hey, hey, the, we can't talk trash anymore. SEC, is, SEC's defense <laughs> getting awful too. I was gonna say, besides Georgia, I don't, I don't think. We can really pride ourselves in all around football anymore, but um, I have LSU covering. Oh. I think they uh, shocked in the Florida game, so I think they'll do it again. I mean, it's nine. I think they can stay close. Um, I just no, you have. You said you had Ole Miss covering, right? Yeah, Ole Miss covers in nine. And then you said the score, your score prediction was sixty-three fifty-six. Yep. 
I can't okay. do math. That's not nine. Um, <laughs> you're right. So let's make it then. That's LSU six, covering. 66, 56. 66? Okay, so they cover by one. <laughs> <laughs> good, good thought. Good, well thought out pick there. Um, all right, but I agree. The over, I think the over's a lock in that one. Um, two high scoring teams. Then uh, I have LSU covering because I think they're going to um, put up more of a fight than people think. I won't, I will say, I do want to clarify Ole Miss will win the game. Like Ole Miss will win money line. Big kill. But um, I don't think uh, they win by more than nine. All right. On to the next game. We got Vandy, Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State favored minus 20 and a half over under 51 and a half. After us playing Vandy last week, what do you think? How do you think this goes? I think Mississippi State airs it out all day. Yeah, I mean, you saw when we had a a throwing, throwing quarterback come in and we drove down the 75 yards in 30 seconds, just hitting play over play over play. Um, that's Mississippi State's offense, Will Rogers and Mike Leach. And they, I think Rogers averages, pro- I think he averages around 55 plus pass attempts per game. So Vandy's DB, their, their secondary has no shot to cover that. Uh, I think they hit the over. I think Mississippi State. Well, actually, I don't. I think I think it'd be like a forty-five nothing game. Okay. Yeah, I. Um. So you're going with Mississippi State covering? Oh yeah, Mississippi State will cover forty-five. Ah, forty-five-three. I'd say Vandy might be able to drive down and get a field goal. Okay, forty-five-three. All right, we are going to, and you have so you have. Uh, the under hitting. Yeah. I don't yeah, because I don't think Vandy will put up enough points. Yeah. Uh and I don't think I still think Mississippi State, I mean, they might be able to air it out, but they're not that good. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Scoring 48, but I definitely agree. Um, well, actually, that's a lie. I don't. Um, I think Vandy, I was I was just thinking of what I was gonna say. Vandy covers, in my opinion. After they play, I don't think Mississippi State's very good. No. First and foremost. I don't think they're very good. I think they're on par probably with us around. Maybe they're probably a little better, but I think Vandy actually impressed me last week versus us, even though we did do everything wrong. Um, So I think Vandy covers Mississippi state still wins and the under hits. I don't think they score more than 51 and a half. Like I don't think it's Vandy and Mississippi state. (laughs) So I don't think those, those happen. So we agree on the under, but, we're opposing. We're actually opposing a lot more this week than we did last week. Um. All right. And I think is this the last one we're looking at? Yeah. It is Bama, Tennessee, number four ranked Bama. Uh. I think it's at home. Um. Yeah, it's at Bama. Yeah, it's at Denny. Um. Yeah, Tennessee coming in four and three. Tight game against Ole Miss, but I mean, Ole Miss lost by, I think, what, 20 to Bama? 21, 21. Something yeah. Like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's the same old story. Spread is 25. Um, t- 
Tennessee is plus 1500 money line and the over under is 67. Weirdly enough, Bama only 54% of people are picking Bama spread. So that's I'm gonna take Tennessee money line outright win. Wow, okay. <laughs> I don't think the over hits, I think it's a low scoring game. Um, Bama doesn't cover. I think I think Tennessee wins thirty five. No, it's got to be tight. If if they thir- win, thir- I think they win thirty thirty twenty four. Well, that is probably the most um, shocking pick. Well, We'll We've go gotten, big. And, we'll go big or go home this week. That, that yeah. was my, my, my big underdog this week. I mean, you. Don't, I don't think you took an underdog last week. I think I, I. did. I took Auburn and it hit. I took Tennessee. Yeah, I took Auburn and Tennessee. Those are my underdogs. And one hit, one didn't. Um. Now we're both kind of doing it, but I. I'm not. I'm not. I think. Be... Look, somebody said on Twitter today. Ninth graders at the moment right now, like ninth graders in high school, have never seen Tennessee beat Bama. I yeah. think I think that changes this year. There's I think ten, I think ten, I think Tennessee 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 gets the upset. I think Bama's defense is not like it's not a Bama defense. They have so many holes in it. Uh, you can run the ball on them. They let big plays over the top, and that's what Tennessee's been doing the past two weeks: running the ball and throwing it downfield. Yeah. I mean, it's a bold pick. I will give you a lot of credit if it hits. Bold um, strategy, Con. But I'm going to stick with Bama. <laughs> yeah, I had that already written down. Yeah, I got Bama. Um, I don't think they cover. I think Tennessee covers. So I got Bama money line, but Tennessee covering. Um, I got to write that down. Um, in the future, I think we're going to try and get like a graphic we can post and so have the picks because that would be kind of cool. Um, but the over-under is 67. Yeah, I don't think that hits. Uh, I think that I think I'm taking I'm taking Tennessee covering under. Here's the, here's the thing: it's either going to be a Bama blowout and Bama wins fifty six to ten. That still doesn't hit the over, or Tennessee wins thirty twenty four. There's two ways this game could go, but I'm taking the latter. All right, I'll take the other one. So, uh, that, that Bama, Bama so we, wins 56 10. We differ on three different games. Uh, maybe not on money line, but as far as spread, you take you took Ole Miss, I took LSU, you took Mississippi State, I took Vandy, uh, you took Tennessee to cover, but I took Tennessee to cover. You just think they're gonna win money line. I don't. So, those are our picks for the SEC games this week. Using at your own discretion. Yep. South Carolina, um, first time we are not taking the Gamecocks to um, win. So uh, we're being a little more realistic this week. Braden has uh, Texas A&M covering score prediction 45 to 21. I have them also covering my score prediction is 38 to 14. So we both have the overhitting as well. But that's all we have for this episode of Believe in South Carolina. Um We'll be uh, watching the game this weekend from home. Actually, I think Brandon's probably – they're not sending you to Texas A&M, right? 
No, that'd be dope if they did. Um, they are not. I'm covering the Benedict game at two, but I'll be done in time. Ah, oh, fantastic. So yeah, we'll be watching here in Columbia. Um, not making the trip for this one, but yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday uh, to recap the game versus AM and hopefully we'll be uh, still talking about how amazing Zeb Nolan is. So uh, next time, Gamecock fans, forever to the. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.